Okay, our senior pastor has uh, not been well for a long time, I think, as many of us know. So let's continue to pray for him. I think he's still having problems with the throat and the chest. And so let's continue to pray for him and that he'd be well before Chinese New Year so they can enjoy Chinese New Year as well. Let's pray. God, we just want to uh, thank you that God, you are a God who is great and you are a God who is good and you are a God uh, who hears us. So Father, we just want to pray and we want to uh, ask for your healing, Lord, upon our senior pastor. Father, we ask for your gracious hand upon him. Lord, we know nothing is impossible for you. So Lord, we commit uh, his long uh, problem with the throat and the, and the chest uh, to you. We ask for your strengthening. We ask for your healing, for your restoration. We ask for your peace also upon his heart and joy. That Father, you will renew that. You will increase that. And that Father, we pray that he will be able to be well uh, soon, Lord God, to be able to uh, just declare your praises and to enjoy uh, the, the events coming up, Lord God. So we commit him to you. Father, for this morning, we just want to pray, even as we continue to think about the community, Lord, that you have uh, given to us to steward, and even for the community of people around us, oh God, that you have put us in the midst of, that, Lord, we may be a, sh a light for you. We ask, God, you will open up our hearts again and our ears uh, to your word and speak to us this morning and, and tell us, oh God, uh, and remind us uh, how, how we can continue to live and shine for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, good morning. Good morning, PPH, in the first service. And I also want to say good afternoon to those in the second service in case. In the second service, we need to play a recording instead of a live sermon. Let me start with a quote from the community pastoring seminar that Living Sanctuary runs. Um, next. Okay. So I quote, community pastoring strategy is a simple but systematic process for breaking down the walls erected by the devil around a community of people which prevented these people from coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But I think we can easily replace community pastoring with personal evangelism. And so personal evangelism a strategy is a simple but systematic process for breaking down the walls erected by the devil around our friends and relatives and which prevent them from coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Over the last uh, few Sundays, you know, the same principles that we observe in the example of the Good Samaritan, in the encounter of uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and now with dips can be applied to community pastoring as it can be to our relationship with our friends. So what is DIPS? It's just an acronym. D for deeds of kindness, I for intercession, P for preaching, and S for strengthening. So just going through in turn. D, deeds of kindness. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 6, 
He says that many seek the favor of a generous man, and everyone is a friend to, to a man who gives gifts. And as a church, or half a church, every time we go out capping this four times a year, we give something. I say half a church because only half the church, about half the church, joins us in capping. And I want to encourage everyone to join. In fact, next week, I will be sending out personal emails or WhatsApps to those who, who don't join, begging you to please come join us. And as we cap, we always give a gift. Over the last four capping sessions, uh, we gave out a Tupperware, lock and lock, uh, Tupperware uh, to invite people to our Chinese New Year celebrations. Uh, we gave out honey during Christmas. We gave uh, pomelos uh, during the mid autumn festival, and then we gave healthy brown rice in May of last year to introduce people to our student care uh, center. It is just an ex expression of our love to the residents, and giving is just one aspect of the five love languages, if you've heard about that. Everyone likes to receive a gift. It, it breaks the ice. It helps that our gift giving is unconditional. So we, I often tell the residents, oh, when sometimes they refuse to, re to receive our gifts, I say, oh no, I'm giving to everybody. And then they will receive it. Everybody means Christian, non-Christian, alike. We just give unconditionally. Secondly, words of affirmation. A kind word in the community or to your friends. And I will never forget going out uh, for capping once, I think Angeline wasn't uh, available, so I went with Auntie Ng Siang uh, a long time ago, and we knocked on the door, and a little boy came out. And then the grandma came out, and we started talking, and the grandma was just saying, my grandson is uh, useless, uh, good for nothing, you see, uh, even his father doesn't want him. And you can see the child's face just in pain. And it so happened, and I'm so thankful that uh, that this child comes to our center and Ng Siang has uh, taught him before and Ng Siang began to say kind words and, and praises about how uh, he is responding uh, in our center and you can see the child's face just, just light up. A word of affirmation, a kind a word. You walk along the corridors and you knock on a door, what can you do in, th in words of affirmation? If somebody has nice flowers, you praise them for, um, for growing nice flowers, or whatever your eyes behold that you can affirm sincerely, okay? Just don't fake it. Huh? Wow, your decoration is so nice. But actually, it's not nice. Thirdly, quality time. Well, capping is not a distribution of gifts. You know, we've always said that if the first door that you knock on welcomes you inside and they want to talk at length with you, stay there. Stay there. If it takes two hours, stay there and forget about the other units that you have to go to distribute gifts. Forget it. We'll find another way of handling that because the quality time is, uh, is so important. If it is available, then spend it. Spend that quality time. Fourthly, acts of service. Help wherever you can. I know that in a typical uh, capping session, we have very lit, limited means of doing so, but we can always plan uh, to come back and gather your cell group to help in some 
practical ways or, or enlist uh, CSC staff or even other uh, people. If somebody has a legal problem or, or whatever, we can do something. We can work it out. And so in the past, we've done like cleaning and, and painting. We've brought uh, old ladies to the hospital for, for the checkup. We've helped them with the government agencies and letters that they, do, they, they could not read in English and all that. So acts of service, practical help, we can offer that. And then lastly, physical touch. Usually this means a kiss or a hug, but we've got to be very careful here, right? Uh, I don't have that many opportunities in so many years of capping to be able uh, to do that, but I have done something. I've carried babies, and I love it. I can't wait to finish this sermon and go and carry baby. So physical touch, all these expressions of love as uh, part of a, a deeds of kindness that you can offer, not just in Teban Gardens, but, but to your friends. And deeds of kindness show three things. Firstly, it shows the love of God. 1 John 3, 18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And how true this is. We got to express that love that God gave to us in our hearts, and it's got to come out in deed and not just in talk. And we make no apologies for our constant and continual giving of uh, meaningful gifts to the community. And uh, some people say, wow, your church is so rich. It's not because our church is rich. You and I know that we are not, but we are rich in love. And so we express it. It is a very strong and visible statement uh, of the church. Secondly, a piece of kindness shows that we are light of the world. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, we are very mindful of um, parading our self-righteousness via good deeds because we are very mindful of Jesus' warning that beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you would have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. But then again, Jesus said that light cannot be hidden. In fact, you've got to show it and don't apologize for it. He says, so that the community may see your good works. Don't go and hide it under the basket. Set it on a stand so that the community may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And thirdly, the liberality of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Now God is a God of grace and generosity and we express that liberality in our capping also in our daily lives. We don't give cheapskate gifts into the community or, or meaningless corporate 
corporate kind uh, of, of gifts. We give as God gave to us unconditionally, even to those who reject us and to those who refuse to believe in us after we've been knocking the doors for 16 years. We give because it is the liberality of God. So deeds of kindness is to offer friendship, to move from a place of potential hostility up the steps of friendliness to become a friend. But if we stop there, just after making a friend, then we are nothing but temporal do-gooders or temporal social workers, then we are not disciples. And we need to move on from there to the next few steps of uh, dips, of D-I-P-S. And the next step is intercession. Deeds of kindness can get us into friendship. People may accept us as friends, but they would not necessarily accept Christ as saviour. We get into the home so that we can get Jesus into their hearts. And ultimately, it is a spiritual contest. There is spiritual conflict for which we must employ spiritual means. And so we intercede in prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 3, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In that case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Christ's sake. But we need to be informed in our intercession. We need to pray with discernment. And so the training sessions on PEG, Pray, Engage, Gather, I would encourage all to come on the 16th of February. We need to ask, what keeps someone from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God? What are those barriers? And that's why we do prayer walks in Teban Gardens before every capping. I don't know if you know that. Before every capping, we organize on a Wednesday night before a prayer walk so that we might pray on site with insight. As you walk around, you begin to discern the spiritual climate there. And you will see physical signs of the fear of many residents as they appease the spirits with all kinds of offerings. You will see lonely people. You will see or maybe hear quarreling and dysfunctional families. And then you intercede. Now I want to share a story of how real this spiritual battle is for the soul. Last week at our full-time staff retreat, Pastor Danny from our Telugu ministry shared the story of Nagaraju. Nagaraju was a foreign worker in Singapore from 2016 to 2018. He was lonely, he was miserable, tormented by spirits to the point of suicide. His mother is considered a goddess in her village. She has such a reputation because she was known for being able to prophesy and to like 
held fortunes. And Nagaraju's Singapore dormitory roommate, Paul, began praying for him and kept asking him to come to the Telugu service. But first, deeds of kindness. Paul began to share his curry. And Nagaraju rejected him many times, many times uh, about the invitation to church. But one day there was a breakthrough. He agreed to come to PPH. So, maybe we need to share curry. Or uh, next capping, we will offer curry. And so, when he came to PPH at level two, during the worship, he just fell down. He just fell down and struggling and just laid there. And the other people approached Pastor Danny. He said, Pastor, Pastor, do something. Pastor, do something. And Danny said he was at a loss. Only one guy fell down. And then he said, God, you fell him. You do something. And he just continued to worship. Just continued to lead in worship. And as the worship session was over, Nagaraju recovered and then prayed to receive Christ. Immediately feeling a sense of peace that he never had before. Later, his mother asked him what happened on that particular Sunday and at that time, she was disturbed by the spirits and, and she was angry because she wanted him to take over her ministry in India to become, as it were, a mini-god. The mother wanted him to come home to get married because she says she's not well. Instead, he went to Bible school last year and he will graduate in 2020, June. So he's going to go home this week to visit his mother. First time ever since he went to Bible school last year. So we need to be praying for Nagaraju. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our, of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And that is the power of of persistent prayer. Our prayers are powerful, like a cannon. Every time we pray, we fire a cannonball into the fortress of strongholds, of hardness of heart, of blindness to the gospel. There is a spiritual wall between the church and the community, between the kingdom of God and the non-believer. There are prejudices, superstitions, fears, strongholds. And yours, your prayer might be that last cannonball that breaks down that barrier and therefore a breakthrough. So dips, deeds of kindness, intercession, and now preaching. You know about the Andrew initiative that we are, are saying. Just It came from Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. The first thing he did was to bring his brother Simon to Jesus. And we bring someone to Christ by preaching, not from a pulpit, not even a three-point sermon, but we preach by speaking of what we have seen and have heard and have experienced in our own Christian walk. Acts chapter 4, verse 20, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And it's not just about telling some long grand grandmother story about your life, we need to know what to say to draw people to Christ. Now, we've learned a few methods. Or, or, or go and learn one 
for some matters, whether it is the illustration of the bridge or the four spiritual laws or that, that bracelet thing that we did for Christmas at Teban Gardens. Remember in the video of Hong Lim uh, two, three Sundays ago, when he talked about how, as a young boy, he kept thinking about John 3.16. See, every day, I, I thought about John 3.16. And indeed, there is a John 3.16 method in presenting the gospel. Go learn it. Okay, for those who do not know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. So be alert to seize opportunities discern the right time to preach the gospel. You know that we, in the early years of our community outreach, we say, don't preach. Don't preach. Uh, for at least two years, we say, don't preach. Just do deeds of kindness. Build the credibility. But I think it's, it's open season now. I think we have some credibility. But even in the early years, where we discern an opportunity, we would preach the gospel. And I remember this lady, Mary Tai, she's second from the right. Angeline and I knocked on her door. In, the day, in those days, we carry a blood pressure measuring set. And she had very high blood pressure. She was crying in the room, very stressed. There were boxes all over her living room. And she was going to move out. A divorcee, she was jobless. And so we prayed with her. And then she said, this, oh, an angel came to meet her in her hour of need, Uncle uh, Angel. And, and this is the second time someone has called me an angel. The first was in block four, I think, uh, Anthony Raphael, when I appeared offering some financial help, and I got his name from the community, uh, from the government. And the next Sunday, Mary Tai received Christ. She was baptized 2007. We helped her to find a job at Labrador Lodge uh, where meeting of Pasir Panjang and Alexandra Road. And she was well on the road to discipleship. She brought many people to church and she was serving like she was serving now uh, in this picture in Teban Gardens. Now she lives in the USA with her daughter and I just received an email uh, from her. She's doing well. She even invites me, uh, you and your wife come visit me in the U.S., I have a spare room. I say, not now, it's too cold. And then the story of Emmanuel. Emmanuel, the old man on the extreme left. Uh, our sister Christina from Philippines, again at a full-time staff retreat, told us this story. Uh, once a week, she and her partners go out and they just ask people if they would like to hear the gospel. And some of them say yes. And so she met Emmanuel. Emmanuel is 92 years old. And he said yes. And so Christina preached. And he received the gospel. And he prayed to receive Christ. He said in his 92 years, he has never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know how often we assume that people know about Jesus? Especially in a country like Philippines, that is largely Roman Catholic, but often they have distorted ideas, and, but he said he's never heard. And even well-educated people 
may have very wrong ideas about Jesus, about the gospel. And so we need to preach. We need to bear witness. The deeds of kindness, intercession, preaching, now strengthening. Deeds of kindness to move from a place of hostility up the steps into a place of friendliness. Intercession, it is to pray with fervency. Preaching the gospel to offer freedom in Christ and now strengthening to build a strong spiritual foundation to nurture a convert in the family of God. Mission is not just, our mission is not just to get people to say the sinner's prayer. Our mission is not just to go out capping or even to preach the gospel. It is to make disciples as Jesus commands us in the Great Commission so that converts will become cappers. Cappers not necessarily in Teban Gardens, but in spirit. Disciples will become disciple makers. Let me now share with you a video of someone touched by deeds of kindness uh, in Teban Gardens. Actually, I think Andan Gardens. Hi 我认识了我大姐之后我老公刚刚去世的时候然后很耐心的跟我讲啊这个事情怎么怎么样应该怎么处理就是帮我很多啦我觉得如果一路走来没有他们帮忙我的话我不可能走到今天的因为那时候的状态很不好就是心里面也很不健康就是想一些很多不
，就跟我讲遇到事情不要啊、嗯，不要那么冲动，不要那么急躁，就开导我了，然后一步一步的走。后来我就开始上班，孩子一岁了，我就开始上班了，慢慢的上班呢就好一些，就心情没那么郁闷了。但是他们每次过来都会跟我读一些圣经啊，就告诉我，呃，上帝是爱你的呀，啊、呃，怎么怎么样，反正就是开导我，讲很多话开导我。嗯，就是刚开始。嗯，我先生走的时候，我就是一个什么都不懂的女人，就是水电费也不会还呐、啊。我我还水电费还是问的拉斯林大姐，问她我说怎么还，她教我。然后，呃，去什么银行啊，什么去去哪里坐车啊，什么都不会的。现在的话，我就是自己一些呃小的问题会自己处理，水电费会还，然后去哪里的话我自己会去，然后会比较独立啦，就是自己在外面上班。然后一些英文的信，我以前连信都不会看的，收到信我就拍个照发给大姐，有时候发给两个干妈，我说这个是什么，他们就跟我解释哦这个是什么。现在我我自己会看一些信，然后不懂的就上网去查一下，就是自己变独立了，因为我也不想一直麻烦他们嘛，因为就是最辛苦的时候已经熬过来了，现在就是自己也学到一些东西，然后不能一直依靠别人嘛，因为他们也是很忙的，而且我相信还有。还有很多人也是可能需要帮助，他们也是在帮助别人。我叫于父亲，我住在班丹嘎。So what were these deeds of kindness? Josephine and Lehan stayed with her through her labor in the hospital. I don't know how many hours that was. They brought food to her as she convalesced after Olympics was born. That's the name of her second son. Name of her first son, Oscar. <coughs> Roslyn was able to help her with all kinds of administration. Her husband died without leaving a will, and yeah, insurance and BB bills and all kinds of stuff. Roslyn helped her. Once, she left a suicide note, and members were searching high and low for her. We thought we might find her at the at the foot of a block of flats, but、uh, I think it was divine inspiration. They said, "Why don't we go?" To the columbarium, where her husband, husband's ashes were interred, and that's where we found her. We had help in we help in her relationship with her in-laws, and you know there are cultural issues between her Singaporean in-laws and、uh, Fu Ching is from PRC. Brought the children for tuition in PPHCSC. But with Fu Ching, we're not there yet. As she is not yet a disciple maker,、uh, she needs to work on Sundays to provide for her family, and she needs more spiritual strengthening. And so this concludes our highly abridged version of a community of the community pastoring seminar that、uh, LSBC runs. And you can see that DIPS or DIPS apply not just to community pastoring. Not just to our call to Tevan Gardens, but it works exactly the same way in our personal lives. What deeds of kindness have you shown to your pre-believing father or mother, or unbelievers who are your colleagues, or the classmate who sits next to you? What deeds of kindness have we shown them? And What do you know about them that will help you in interceding for their precious souls? To break down 
the spiritual barriers that prevent them from seeing the light of the gospel and the glory of Jesus Christ? Have you preached to them? Have you spoken of what you have seen and heard? <coughs> seen and heard in Christ. Acts chapter 4, verse 20. So DIPS, you know, you, 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 not very often that you will reach, reach, uh, achieve results in an instant. Nagaraju, the story of Nagaraju, might look like a, a rare case. You spring to church and immediately receive Christ. But even there, who knows how many people have prayed for him and his mother and for how long. It might be the prayer of some old lady in China or America or Singapore interceding for this unreached people group called the Lugu in India. So we must go on dipping deeds of kindness, intercession, preaching, strengthening, because ours may be that last cannonball that will break down a stronghold. If you think of someone's spiritual life, say on a scale of one to 10, and say one means hostility to the gospel, uh, an atheist, for example, and say seven means conversion, and then eight, nine, 10 will be progressing in their spiritual uh, uh, growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ. What we do in dipping may be just to move someone up one rung, from one to two or two to three. And we continue sowing, we continue dipping. And in a different time, maybe even with another church or another Christian, they hit seven. They pray to receive Christ. They convert and another church reaps the harvest. And so we praise Lord, praise the Lord for one life saved. But there is more, and we need to do more to strengthen this convert to become a disciple and then a disciple maker. And so we go on dipping. We go on. So all I have said over the last three sermons on community pastoring is the same for our personal witness. But they are all useless if we do not see the value of a soul. And my prayer, as in the words of the next hymn, the closing hymn that we're going to sing, um, is that God will teach us what it means to take up the cross and to follow him. And that God will teach us the value of a soul. So worship team, please come. Teach me what it meaneth the cross uplifted high, with one the man of sorrows condemned to bleed and die. Teach me what it costs thee to make a sinner whole, and teach me, Savior, teach me the value of a soul. Let's stand.
cloth, search our hearts, touch it and feel the temperature. Is it cold? Is it cold towards lost souls? Where we are so full of ourselves that we cannot see anymore. That we're okay. It doesn't really matter who the other person is. Teach us, Lord, the value of a soul. And open our eyes this season as we begin to meet perhaps more people than we usually do over the Chinese New Year season. Open our eyes to see the value of a soul. And move our hands to deeds of kindness, first to our own families, especially unbelievers in our families. Show deeds of kindness, to understand, to ask, to listen, so that we can pray with discernment, we can intercede, we can break down walls of hostility, of fear, strongholds. And when the moment is right, help us to preach. Simply to share of what we have seen and what we have heard and what we have experienced in Christ. And the glad day when we receive Christ, we can help them perhaps strengthen them that each might be a disciple maker too so God move our hearts Lord fire it up we don't want to have cold hearts uncaring hearts move us unto love and good deeds in Christ's name so may the Lord bless you the Lord keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you Give you peace now and forevermore.